And I think the earlier you start your planning and your process and developing the relationships, the better off you'll be. And actually, the more likely you're going to avoid fundraising in desperation mode. Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Today's sponsor is Eva, the best AI repricer for Amazon profits. Private label sellers, are you wasting your cash? Eva reprices your products for you, and the result is up to 50% more profits. Eva serves hundreds of seven-figure sellers in the USA and is now out for British and European sellers as well. For a 15-day free trial, go to amazingfba.com forward slash Eva. That's amazingfba.com forward slash E-V-A. Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Ladles and jelly spoons, boys and girls, welcome to the 10K Collective Podcast, the place to be for six, seven, and eight-figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers. If you have your own private label custom products, that's our real speciality. And that's part of the family of amazing FBA podcasts for Amazon sellers everywhere. Today, we are talking to Asha from Uncapped, and we are talking about funding. And uh, the last episode, we talked about how to get, uh, what the types of funding are. And today, we're going to talk about how to get our hands on that cash. So Asha, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Michael. Great to be here again. Thank you. Good part. Getting funding is really, really critical. We talked about the types of funding and why you might need it. So today we're going to talk about how to get it. First of all, let me ask a simple question of the, the sorts of businesses that you guys would be dealing with so we can you know, define what kind of businesses are in picture, what kind of business owners should listen up. Uncapped is great for you if you are generating sales online for at least six months and doing at least 10K of revenue per month and starting to build towards some positive unit economics. But we've seen this model work for a wide variety of companies, both bootstrapped and venture-backed. Why we talk about 10K as, as being a key number, I know you guys have the 10K collective, of course, but for us, we think about 10K because that's sort of the point at which you know, your online business isn't side of desk anymore. It's probably something where you're starting to think, hey, I could actually make this into my full-time business and into my main source of income. And really, it also shows that business has some potential, right? It's getting to a place where you've got some real customers and hopefully the potential to scale. Because what we're looking to fund is, you know, businesses that have something that's working and they want to add more fuel to the fire in a really an affordable way. By the way, positive unit economics, it sounds a little bit euphemistic. Does that mean you actually have to have profit or what sort of level are you talking? Well, I think one of, one of the key tests would be saying, for example, if you take one pound and you put it on to Facebook and you say you get three pounds out of profit over the next six to 12 months, you're probably in a good place to be able to scale that business. And that's kind of the, a simple way of thinking about measuring that. All right. And for those who sell primarily on Amazon, which is the main audience for us, sort of basic rules of thumb are the sort of people you would 
So a, a similar way of framing is that when you're thinking generally about what you're investing into growth, how long it's taking you to pay back. So if you are you know, investing in getting all, all the costs that you're putting into making a sale, how long is it taking you to repay it? Are you getting paid back within uh, you know, a reasonable time period? Or are you making a multiple, say three to four X of what your costs are going in? And that's a simple way to think about unit economics. Yeah, so you're getting some kind of decent return investment within a, a reasonable time frame. So let's talk about, give, give us a couple of examples of how people figure out. Um, in fact, let, let me ask a, a better question. First question then is how do you assess if your business is value eligible for funding? Now, obviously you have a specific funding product that you offer at Uncap, but let's make it a bit broader to, to maximize the value for listeners and, and watchers. Generally, how are you going to assess if your business is eligible for any kind of funding? Well, I think the first part we talked about you know, previously was just making sure that you have a plan about how you're going to use that capital and you understand why you need it. But also, depending on what type of capital you're going after, what are you willing to pay to get it? Typically, any type of, of capital, there's going to be a cost involved. And we talked earlier about equity, you're giving away 20 to 30% of your business with products like that. If you're taking out a loan, you might be you know, taking on some risk of signing a personal guarantee with uncapped. You're paying a 6% fee on the capital that you get, which is, you know, a flat fee. So it's needing to understand that and, you know, making sure that you can you know, afford that cost. But then also it's saying, hey, depending on what type of capital you're getting and how you're going to use it, is that capital going to help me achieve my goals? And for us at Uncapped, you know, we're talking to businesses typically, which are in a growth mode, right? Because they've got something that's working and they really want to accelerate that growth. And they're looking for a partner to, you know, help them take it to that next level. And so for us, those are the companies that we're really excited to talk to. That makes sense. So you're in, in growth and you've thought about how you're willing to pay it and why you need it. And it, it's quite surprising to me sometimes that you get people on Shark Tank, which is obviously equity funding from VC. So like the scariest possible form of funding possibly. And they sometimes pretty vague about why they need the money. They're going to kind of throw money at things and hope that it makes the effect. And of course, if you put money into a bad system, it's just going to accelerate bad results, I guess. So a good good point that you have to have a, a goal. And it strikes me that reaching out the funding of any description, even if you don't end up following through on it, is a very good exercise in clarifying how you make use of your funds. Because I don't think a lot of people who don't have to reach out for loans or equity or anything necessarily have that plan written in their business. At least the ones I speak to sometimes do, mostly don't. So it's a good sort of litmus test, isn't it? Okay, so then after we're assuming that we've got that clarity, how else do we maximize the chances of getting funding? Well, I think with that clarity already, you're off to a great start, right? Because any investor you're approaching, if you have clarity about how you're going to use those funds and how it's going to you know, help you grow, what kind of results you're going to generate from it, that's going to put you in a, in a really good spot to have those discussions and more maximize your chances. But of course, generally, it's, it's also about just building a good business. So, hey, if you're building a business where you are, as I said, doing well in terms of the returns you're generating for what you're investing in each individual customer, that means you're setting yourself up for a business that is ready to grow and probably is ready to use more capital. There's other times, though, it's like having clarity, right, about how that funds come in and really help unlock growth. So many entrepreneurs that we talk to, especially in the e-commerce space, they struggle with balancing cash between inventory and marketing, for example. One of our first customers was this fashion brand called Hedwin. And, you know, like so many entrepreneurs who are in fashion, they would basically have to wait for the current season to sell so they could invest the returns in the next. 
And that just like really limited their growth. And Alex and Anna are, are the uh, founders of Headwind and they're incredibly savvy. So they came from, you know, finance backgrounds and they looked at all these different options from, you know, VC to venture debt because they had this very particular challenge, right? Where they wanted to just unlock this growth. And we ended up, you know, working with them and, you know, gave them a 50K advance at the end of 2019. And they used it to, you know, increase their, inven their inventory. And with that new funding, in one quarter, they saw their revenues grow 11,000% compared to the previous year. And so when you hear about stories like that, and they're so common, right? I can hear you see you nodding that, you know, so many founders are in the same state where if they could just access that additional capital that would allow them to invest, they just have this really clear business base about how they could really unlock growth. And so, you know, we love to see stories like that, you know, and help more entrepreneurs get to their full potential. Yeah, 11,000% revenue growth is not subtle. That's a huge jump. Tell me a bit about the use of funds. And so you've talked about the balance of inventory and advertising. And that is obviously, for anyone who sells on Amazon, I mean, advertising is becoming an ever-increasing percentage of costs. And obviously, inventory is like the core cost for any e-commerce business. And that's why I think that everyone has to consider some kind of funding options. As I say, uh, consider, I'm not saying you should take loans or, or the advances from uncapped or equity or anything else. But if you've got to do your numbers right, so what would you say are the classic mistakes that you see people making? They're you know applying maybe not to you personally because you have quite a sort of easy application process by the side of it. But typically for loans or equity, I know you've been on the other side of the table yourself. What mistakes do people make in that use of funds? Would you say? Well, with use of funds, I think if you're starting from a place like as you said, if you're those folks who are going on Dragon's Den where you don't know exactly how you're going to use your funds. That's probably opening you up more so to being in the case where you know, you're not really op optimizing the opportunity. I'd say also sometimes it's just people missing out on realizing how funding could actually help their business accelerate. You know, for example, so many founders in this last period have been really struck because of the tremendous supply chain challenges that we're having, right? And for them, on one hand, they would say, hey, I can't, you know, afford to go and order a larger quantity of inventory because, hey, I just don't have that capital in my business. But I've also seen so many other entrepreneurs really make that into an opportunity and negotiate with their supplier to order a, a larger shipment, but say, for example, get a 10% discount. And then, of course, work with a partner like us where we charge a 6% fee on the capital. And actually now they're in a place where they made a positive return on that and they're not stuck in the case where they don't have enough inventory to support their customers through a busy period. And so I think it's just making sure you take advantage of those opportunities and do the planning and spot them in your business. Yeah, I really like the reference to the inventory and supply chain things. The biggest insight that I think has come through in the last year from the mastermind, and some people have been in, in generation for you know, business, sorry, for many generations. I'm not personally, obviously it's not possible, but you know, they, they've inherited it from fathers, grandfathers, whatever. And some of these guys are super savvy, small business operators. And the big result of their thinking this year is very simple. Don't go out of stock on your best sellers. Incredibly simple insight, not easy to do. But what you've just said is you put your finger on the fact that there is a just a monster uh, opportunity cost if you go out of stock. But if you stay in stock by what you just suggested, not only are you staying in stock and not missing out on all the sales, but you just put forward a proposal for a financial structure that means uh, that you're actually getting a return on investment, actually better profit than you were before you took funding, even though funding traditionally feels like a cost if you get a return on that investment that's built in from the start like that. 
that's super smart financial engineering, as it were. This is a reason why Amazon itself can grow like Topsy because they pay like 1% for their loans, which I know is not the, the form of funding you offer. And then they get a 2% return on it. They're already golden, right? So I think that's a nice example. So let's talk about the mindset. We mentioned before that, that it's tough raising funding. So I guess that that's kind of a bit news to a lot of people, right? Because I, I suppose if you haven't tried to do it before, then it seems like, well, I just reached out to a few people and asked for some funding. We're profitable. It should be fine. So what you're, what you said before implies to me that, that it's a bit tougher than that. So tell me about the choppier road and how to deal with. Yeah, well, I mean, I always encourage founders to you know really develop their fundraising mindset. And I would say it centers around probably four core ideas. The first one is to plan ahead because fundraising is a process and it can take time. It's rarely quick or painless, maybe for the very select few. And I think the earlier you start your planning and your process and developing the relationships, the better off you'll be. And actually, the more likely you're going to avoid fundraising in desperation mode. The second one is to expect rejection. And especially when you're raising equity, of course, I think it's you really have to embrace rejection as part of the process. You know, I mentioned um, when we were speaking earlier that I, in raising you know, money for my first business, I got 100 no's before I finally got you know, somebody to actually say yes and make an investment. Rejection will happen for good reasons, sometimes for dumb reasons, and many times for reasons that will just forever remain a mystery. Being ready for that mentally, I think, is a big help. The other part is practice makes perfect. Every meeting is like a form of practice that makes you better for the next meeting. And the success or failure of one meeting is, is never the end of your story. It's just a step along the way. And then finally, I think it's about learning from the past. If every meeting you go to, you can analyze what's said in those meetings and learning quickly and to improve your mistakes. It's the most critical step to finding the right investor more quickly. Just like how we're used to analyzing our company's metrics, you can keep track of how people connected with your pitch and you can write down all the questions you were asked and you'll make sure you follow up on the requests. And if you're finding the same type of questions very often, it's a chance to consider whether you should incorporate that into your presentation or just add them into your appendix. And then finally, it's practicing first with probably some of the investors who are your top choices, right? I think getting some practice with some 10 or 20 investors and building up your confidence so that you can really get your pitch perfect means that when you now get to that investor that you are really key to work with, you're going to be able to convince them and have the answers and hopefully land that relationship and, and get that yes. But on the flip side, you know, what we would say at Uncapped is, of course, if you want to avoid that whole process and actually you'd rather focus on spending time with your customers, growing your business and getting the capital you need much quicker, hey, we'd love to speak with you too. I was just about to say, and we, we feel like we're getting to the sort of offer a little bit earlier than I was, I was hoping, but like you, you've outlined just how much work it could be to raise equity. So I guess we better tell people what you guys offer. And I know we've got a special offer for Amazing FBA slash 10K Collective podcast listeners. Yeah, well, briefly, what we were talking about earlier was that Uncapped is a, a new way to fund your growth where, you know, we don't take uh, any equity or personal guarantees. And we offer, you know, between 10K and 5 million pounds of capital. And we all do it for a flat fee. That's you know, typically 6%. And in that way, businesses don't have to do any pitching or creating business plans. They can really focus on growing their business. And we've helped thousands of businesses do just that and done it across multiple countries. So we're now actually in 22 countries in the US, the UK, Spain, Germany, 
And what we're trying to do is really give founders this new option in order to fund their growth. It really helps them reach their goals specifically designed for e-commerce. And uh, yeah, the offer that I wanted to suggest was that in this last month, we ran this really successful campaign where we end up funding, you know, hundreds of store owners and we gave them up to 50K absolutely free. So for no fee, normally we charge that 6% fee, but last month we did it for exactly zero and you won't find it mention of it anymore on our website. It's gone. But yeah, Michael, list, for listeners of your podcast, you know, we were ready to make it happen again. So you know, all you have to do is reach out to me at asher at weareoncap.com with the subject line secret 50K and a bit about you to see if you qualify and uh, do it now. You know, don't wait. It takes three minutes and we'd be really excited to hear about you and your store. So definitely free money worth having. So again, to recap, asher at weareoncapped.com with the headline secret 50k and a bit about your business by the way just a quick check who is eligible for that is it country specific usa uk eu anyone across the globe eligible for that or are there are some limitations on that no we're doing it across markets um so no restrictions that's kind of one of our beliefs in general as we're really trying to be open and uh you know, try to make things that uh, available to everybody Great. And by the way, your winning mindset, I love what you said. I mean, all, for all that, of course, what you do is remove all the necessity to be so amazingly good. But nevertheless, I, I've just got to recap what you said, because I think it's so great. Planning ahead, expect rejection, uh, practice makes perfect, learn for the past. I, I think if everyone took that approach to each product launch, they'd be better. I mean, expect some products to be rejected by the market. Each product launch is a form of practice for the next product launch. If you keep making the same mistakes, learn from the past. It's not just funding that requires that mindset. I think that was a really sort of in a nutshell, you put an awful lot of things out there that I see the best people in the masterminds do. And a lot of people fall at the first fence, which is they get rejected once by a market, by a lender, by an equity partner, and then they stop. <laughs> so not uh, giving up and learning and, and practice makes perfect is fantastic. I guess the, the phrase practice makes perfect really resonates for me as a a former musician. So uh, I really like that mindset uh, sort of piece there as well that you've given us. So uh, the only other question I've got for you, is there another question that I should have asked you? And if so, what is it? <laughs> I'm not sure there's another question, but maybe I would just summarize, I guess, by saying, I think we're in this unprecedented time of interest in e-commerce. And I think, you know, so if you're, you know, a brand that can use more fuel for the high fire, I would definitely say strike while the iron is hot. And I hope some of this information was helpful to, to listeners in your journey. I hope also it's opened people's minds a little bit to other ways to grow their business. And you know, we talked about how equity is the most expensive way to fund a company's growth and because of how long also it can take time to raise. And I think our, you know, our main message would be founders now have more options than they've ever had in order to fund their growth. And I'd really encourage everyone to, to check those out and figure out what's the best way not only for your investors, what's the best way for you to grow your business? Amazing. Yeah, really uh, love that, that uh, note at the end. I think uh, you're right. There are so many people like yourself out there creating all sorts of opportunities for e-commerce business owners, which puts us in a really strong position as a business owners. And that's a fantastic uh, place to be. But as you say, this is a moment in time. Things may change. And, and so, it's, as you say, striking while the iron's hot is extremely important. So yeah, really encourage anyone to go and check out Uncapped if you have any kind of curiosity at all around this stuff. Great content just remains for me to say, Asher, many, many thanks for coming on the 10K Collective podcast. Such a pleasure, Michael. Thanks again for having me. And uh, yeah, really looking forward to keeping in touch. Me too. 
Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.